in wherever you are, whenever you are, and however you happen to be listening. We're so glad you've chosen to tune in to DLC on this, the first episode of 2018, and our annual DLC, of course, the show all about games in their many forms, delivered the way we love it to be, and that is completely free, thanks to our sponsors this week, Casper. And Squarespace. Squarespace! They bring the show to you. DLC, of course, the show all about games. Games played on desktops, laptops, and consoles, and also games that involve dice, luck, and cardboard. I'm your host, Jeff Kanata. That's spelled with two N's and one T. And I am joined, as always, by my friend slash co-host slash nemesis, the guy who has been doing this show with me for four years now. Ugh. First week of January is our anniversary of DLC, Christian oh. Spicer. Hello, Christian. How are you? I Well, I was doing great until I heard that. Um, Why is that bad? That's no, a good it's thing. Good. It's just a milestone. Dude, it is a it is a blink. Life is a blink. But I'm doing great. I went to the Rose Parade here in uh, Pasadena, uh, LA area. My first time going to the parade live. Brought the kids. Brought the in-laws. How was it? It was awesome. I've been up since very early. Uh <laughs> I've been up since very early as well, and that's mostly because my child doesn't like sleep. Uh, and you know what I did last night? Uh, we're By the way, recording this New Year's Day, and last night, New Year's Eve, uh, right around 11.30 p.m., uh, I, was, uh, I was prepping this show, Christian. I was cutting out snippets of last year's episode and putting it together, and I, I looked at myself – in the proverbial mirror. And I said, uh, this is my life. I am not partying. I am not, uh, my wife is asleep already. My, my son is down and I am prepping my podcast for tomorrow. So this is my life now. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. <laughs> I'm a man trying to fit lots of things into to very little time. That's what I, I am. That. Uh, but this is honestly one of my favorite episodes of the year. I wouldn't trade it for anything, all that preparation, because I love this. Not only is it our anniversary uh, of starting DLC because we started DLC four years ago, the first week of, of January. But it is also what I like to call our annual, where we take a look forward, we take a look back, we talk about the state of the show, we talk about things we're excited about for 2018, and we have The Reckoning. The Reckoning is our look back at the predictions we made last year at this time, to find out if they came true or if we were just really, really bad at predictions. <laughs> uh, luckily, I am here with Spice Dradamus himself, uh, Christian Spicer, who seems to be seems to have a window into the future. We will find out if Spice Dradamus actually uh, did a good job this year, uh, last year, I should say, about th- this last year, about 2017. And not only that, we will look ahead into 2018 and have myself and Spice Dradamus predicting what you can expect from the video game world in 2018. So big episode, Christian. Uh, I just want to go on record and say that I, I think I texted you this. I'm officially trading in any accurate predictions this year. One, the pressure, the pressure. I, two, I had two great years in a row, but I'm trading that in for just a, a general great 2018. Like all my predictions will be wrong but like everybody will be happy. There'll be peace on earth. Like that's the trade I'm making. And it seems even Steven to me. Uh, so, so based on that, uh, the last two years you have decided <laughs> to go with predictions instead of peace on earth and happiness, goodwill. Toward, I mean, it, it does bear out. It, it's it a deal with the devil, you know, but it tracks. Uh, yeah. 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 
Uh, well, let's get right into it. Um, this is uh, going to be a, a fun one because I actually went through and picked out all of our predictions from last year. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the podcast before we even get into that. Let's talk about the podcast. I thought it was a, a pretty awesome year uh, for DLC this year. What was your feeling, Christian? I thought it was a great year. We had a lot of great guests. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was just an awesome year in video games. So it's, it's it's almost cheating, but it feels like it was pretty easy to have a, a great video game show. Um, but also doing this show for as long as we've done it, I know that there are tons of video game podcasts and new ones every day, but I think um, I'm proud of the corner we've carved out. And I think we stuck to that you know, as well as anybody um, this this year about positivity, looking at games in a fun and lighthearted way and not being overly cynical or depressing, but also allowing everything else in the world that impacts us in the games we play to come into the podcast um, as they impact us and affect us. And I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah, I am too. And I'm glad you brought it up that way. Uh, it has been our mission to to come at games from uh, a non-cynical place. There's a little cynicism that creeps in here and there, and that's natural and that's okay. But um, I listened to this episode from last year and we were saying a lot of the same things. It had, you know, just, just after the election and we had gotten a lot of feedback of people saying, don't bring your, your politics into games, which I don't really think we do very often, to be honest. But I'm still proud as I have been all year that, uh, our hobbies are a reflection of our lives in general, and you can't deny any part of your personality when you are talking about things you're passionate about. And I will continue to advocate for the things that I love uh, in any forum I can. And I don't think you can just separate parts of the things you love from other things you love. It's It all is part of the same, uh, you know, mental activity. And I'm proud of us for for making the show we make. So yeah. pat ourselves on the back for a second. I mean, I can make that separation. I just need a brand to pay me enough money to tell. <laughs> yeah, we could use that. Any any brands out there that are listening? Like please. if EA, you know, came at me and they're like, "Hey, I need you to be the voice of Need for Speed at our next E3." <laughs> you know, I could easily misread a teleprompter and leave politics out of it. You know. Like <laughs> Oh, that's that. At least that doesn't uh, encourage cynicism on anybody's part. Um, and I will. I also underscore the fact that we've had awesome guests this year. A big thank you to every single guest that we've had. I said last year, and I think we followed through on it, that we would make a bigger effort to have more diverse voices. I think we've had more female guests in 2017 than we had all of the previous years. Uh, we've had, we try to have more, more diversity and I'm going to continue to push for that as we, as we move forward. I think more different kinds of voices talking about video games can only be a good thing. So to that end, as I do every year on this episode, I would like you guys to suggest new and interesting people that I, I might not know about, uh, and Christian might not know about, uh, and, as guests, as people you'd like to hear interact with us on the show, we will start a thread on the subreddit, which is five by five DLC reddit.com. So please don't, please don't tweet them at me because invariably when it comes time for me to reach out to people, I won't be able to find those tweets. So you can send emails to DLC feedback at gmail.com or post people you'd like to see on the subreddit at five by five DLC reddit.com because uh, it's always great getting a new group of people that you think would be wonderful that we may not we may not even be aware of. Okay. So all that said, I think 
We endeavor to make 2018 an even better year for DLC, and uh, we'd love your feedback as always to that end. And so please don't hesitate giving your feedback on anything. Um, we, we appreciate it. Okay. We have, I, have, I have procrastinated long enough, Christian. Now it is time for the reckoning, where we must reckon with our predictions. So let's start it off. You talking about your first prediction last year. Microsoft and Oculus announced a more formal partnership officially bringing the rift to the xbox for scorpio so that didn't happen uh i i backed you up on that and said i thought that was going to happen as well we both hoped it would happen uh but microsoft completely did not support vr with xbox one or xbox one x um i look at that as a major misstep and a mistake a a way they could have differentiated the xbox one x from its competitors and or at least even kept up with the PlayStation VR, which has sold really well, actually. Um, but how do you feel about that prediction? I, I it was a it was a strong prediction. It was a most of my predictions I don't know anything about. That was a strong <laughs> prediction. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, we I should say we traditionally separate them into bold predictions and crazy predictions, which we will be doing at the end of this episode as well, our bold predictions for 2018, and then our just crazy pants predictions for 2018. This was a a bold prediction, and we'll get to the crazy ones. Uh, But yeah, I I was right there with you. I thought it was a no-brainer, honestly, that uh, Xbox was going to support VR. Why have all that power jammed into that box if not to be able to support two displays, one for each eye? Can you just play that later in the show, though, for me again this year? Just... uh copy and paste that one for later. I might, I might still like that one. Maybe just have it come true. You know what I mean? Like if you make something long enough, there's no, there's no, I didn't say this year. Did I say this year? It doesn't, but it's still ongoing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. It still may happen. Still may happen. All right. So here is my first bold prediction from last year. Sucker Punch's new game is announced at E3 and it blows me away, but it is not infamous okay so a new game from sucker punch that is not an infamous game even though i would love a new infamous i would love infamous 3 but it is a open world action game that is not infamous i think it's a brand new ip so i missed the e3 part i missed the e3 part but uh, they announced it actually at uh at paris games week but pretty good christian go say pretty good we don't know for sure if it's open world. I don't think they've 100% confirmed that. But like, I mean, it looks like it. It looks like I'll give that to you. I mean, I'll I'll just pretend you said Paris instead of E3. You said <laughs> Paris Games Week. So I like that. Yeah. So uh, if you if you aren't having been keeping up, um, the Sucker Punch game. Oh man, what is it? What is it called? Uh, Ghost of um um to um Japanese, Japanese word. Yeah. Toshinama or Mushinama. I'm doing a horrible job recalling. Oh, you are, yes. But uh, anyway, it is. Uh, they announced it. it. It was just a little later than I said. But hey, man, I'll take it. I'll take the win on that one. I'm, I'm like 90% right. Or uh, maybe more like 50% right, but close to being right. All right. So here's your second bold prediction from last year. Uh, Zelda launches in June for the Switch and doesn't come until September for the Wii U. So part of that prediction is also that Zelda misses the Switch launch. Or yeah, that, Switch gets yeah. delayed. Yeah, I feel like that's the less bold part of that. I think the writing's on the wall for that already. Um, 
but you know, I'm putting myself out there. I'm calling, I'm calling my shot. I'm calling a June launch for Breath of the Wild, which you guys, you know, what is that? Three months after launch for the Switch. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit. Spicedradamus whiffs on that one. That was uh that was a bold prediction that you completely missed. Of course, Zelda came out on in March, the same day as the the Switch. And not only that, day and date on Wii U. So I meant I meant the full game. I was talking about all the DLC. Uh, <laughs> so I was I nailed it. I was right on. Two for two. <laughs> two for two. Uh, all right. Um, so, you know, you, you see how hard this is. <laughs> I also, I don't quite know how you've swapped our voices for like your wrong predictions and my right ones, but. Uh, well, here's my second bold prediction from last year. Destiny two will be announced for PC. It will be a 2018 game and it will be a complete refresh of the franchise with no carryover of characters. Do you think there'll be cross play? Between no, PC I don't think and... there'll be cross-play, but I, I, I mean, it will definitely be on consoles as well, but it will also be, you know, I think they recognize that there could be a bunch of PC players that would love that game. So do you just do like part right, part wrong, just to keep us guessing? Like if you have, <laughs> yes. if things have leaked, are you like Quarterman from EGM? You can't tell us all the truths? <laughs> it's uh, two 50% make one actual correct. Uh, yeah, so I got that right that it was coming out on PC, but clearly wrong that it uh, um, it was going to... Uh, wait, what wrong that it? it was 2018. Right, 2018, right. Yeah, I said it was going to be delayed from 2017 into 2018. And complete refresh, I'll give you. Um, I mean, it, 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 it wasn't, but it was, right? They did right. that half step of like, we lost all our weapons, but you're still the same character. Yeah. But I'll give that to you. Well, uh, we, we went on in that episode. I didn't include it in the, in the part that I... Uh, clipped, but uh, we went on to to talk about. Well, actually, I think that's later. I'll, I didn't have another clip. We'll talk about that later in the crazy predictions. Uh, I got it way wrong later, but uh, for right now, I'm I'm sitting pretty with uh, two fifty percenters, which is pretty good. Um, so not too shabby. I'm feeling all right. You know, like I felt like through the year, I really sucked, and you were great, and I and it's turning out to be uh, not so much the truth. Well, I mean, you edited the show, so whatever. <laughs> all right, your your third bold prediction. Well, you already said it. I guess it's not as bold because I guess everybody expects this. But I, God of War misses twenty seventeen. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that game coming out this year. But I hope it does. It looks so good. So yeah, we both agreed. But yeah, you nailed that. Uh, God of War not coming out in twenty seventeen. Uh, it looks like it's going to be one of those sort of marchy games. And you went on to say there that yeah, it's going to sit in the Horizon Zero Dawn slot. Ooh. So you so you nailed that one. That was a hundred percent. Bullseye for Spicedradamus. Feeling good about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I felt so good I took a sip of coffee in the middle of that <laughs> one. <laughs> you got to just – you got to stay hydrated. It's I, a love, lot. I was savoring it, you know, the – Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like dark a dark roast. Delicious <laughs> You're like one of those those uh, commercials like Jean-Luc. <laughs> that was uh, Michael Anthony – no, what's his name? Got Giles from Buffy. Oh, really? that commercial wow yeah. that's some trivia see you get you get the reckoning and you get trivia here uh <laughs> at the beginning of the year yes, as right. you'd want all right here is uh my big swing and a miss on this of my next predictions this is real wrong super mario for the switch is called super mario time and time traveling is a central mechanic in the game yeah you're wrong great <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably wrong. 
Yeah, I was wrong. At least I knew at the time that I was probably wrong. And uh, you were right in saying I was wrong. I like the way 2018 me laughed at the exact same moment that 2017 me laughed at you also. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you can't do that or it creates a paradox. (laughs) Oh, no. That that was the time right there. That would be a great game, though. I don't know if I said that last year or not, but that would be a great game. And if anyone could pull it off, um, I think, you know, Nintendo certainly could. Yeah. I mean, I think I was, uh, I was very bold in being at that specific about that prediction, but, uh, clearly not true. All right. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. Here comes another one from Christian, a bold prediction number four. Third, triple A third party support for the Switch falls off and basically stops six months after the Switch launches. So I'm not, I'm not sure about that one that I, you know, I've been thinking about that one too, because I kind of feel like that's a miss, but it's not necessarily a miss. I mean, if, if you count all the indie developers uh, as third party, then it's definitely a miss, but it definitely hasn't gotten a ton of third party support. I just, I think where it is, where it feels like a miss to me is that the switch is doing so well that I don't think people are going to abandon it. I think actually more developers are going to be supporting it because it is selling really well. I, I'm not sure about that either. I'm not sure if they can. I, I know Bethesda came through big for the Switch, right, yeah. with some of the ports that they announced. Um, but I don't know how many other engines can kind of do that cross-gen or you know whatever you want to call it, cross-platform between Xbox, PS4, and Switch the way Bethesda apparently can with their the Doom and um, Wolfenstein engine. Um, I think people certainly are third parties are going to try to get their games there, but I still wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them don't sell. I'm curious how doom did and how Wolfenstein two will do as well, because I mean, doom's a great game. It runs well on the switch, but it's hard to just 60 bucks when I think it's like 10 right now on everything else. Um, There certainly seems to be a lot of buzz around Skyrim on switch though. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if that's translating into sales, but certainly a lot of people seem to be talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I hope more third party games come to switch because it's one of my preferred consoles, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that as like a, can I get, that's like a, a fielder's choice, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, not a, not, yeah, not a, not, not a hit, not an like, error. You know, yeah. <laughs> I made contact, you know? <laughs> Solid contact. All right. Here's my, uh, here's my fourth prediction. Three different star Wars games will be revealed at E3 this year. One of them being the Amy Hennig one. It's going to be the year of Star Wars at E3. It's going to be like all of the work that we've been doing uh, because Star Wars is revving back up in a big way at EA. Uh, you're going to see – it's going to bear fruit. Nope. <laughs> nope. But you got it right. You just forgot to say they'd be canceled at E3. Is what right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we had it's it's so sad listening to that episode. We had we had such high hopes for the Amy Hennig Star Wars game, and we just assumed it was going to be a, a big part of what we would hear about. We didn't think it was going to come out uh, in 2017, but we thought it would be a big part of what we would hear about. Uh, and it's so sad. Um, he, you did give me some advice though about that prediction in that last episode, and here is that advice. So mark my words right now, Jeff, uh, this time next year when you're putting together the how do we do thing, mm. go scour the internet for mobile games yeah. that get announced in, in concert around E3 and you'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So even when I do that, I'm not right, Christian. <laughs> really? That's because the ones that are out are still making too much money. Star oh, yeah. Wars, whatever it is, Galactic Empire, it thinks crushing still. Yeah. Uh, in fact, yeah, Star Wars Battlefront, is, of course, was the big Star Wars game last year. But 
That's it, man. And and you're right. There are still mobile games out, but there's nothing new on the Star Wars front. We did hear that there's going to be some Star Wars project coming from Bioware, but we don't know what that is or when it is, and it doesn't sound like it's anytime soon. I thought it was Respawn 1. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yes. Respawn. Excuse me, not Bioware. Respawn. Respawn that is now EA owned that closed the last studio that was making a Star Wars game. It's an interesting, it's so weird. I don't know the demands that that franchise that Disney and Lucas must have over that IP and the pressure, but it seems like, and it has since the beginning of time, right? Like a no brainer for a video game. And over the years, I feel like it's that franchise bats about 50, 50, where the games are either incredible and you think about them forever, whatever your personal favorite is, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, Rogue Squadron, um, Battlefront, uh, whatever it is. And then there are just some utter, utter garbage Star Wars games that come out also. And it's tough. It's a tough one to predict. It is. And I think it's a missed opportunity. I mean, I know Star Wars Battlefront is kind of all Star Wars for all people, but I, it, you know, Obviously, with the Amy Hennig thing, it seemed like this expanded universe is going to be more interesting and there's going to be a lot of stuff going on around it. But it doesn't seem to be happening. Bearing fruit, as I said last year, not happening. So I missed on that one. Here is a fun one, uh, a fun (laughs) prediction from Christian. At the end of the year, Jeff's game of the year still isn't a VR game, even though he wants to pick one for it, mostly to prove me in this prediction wrong, but he still just can't. (laughs) That was me cackling last year, and I'm still cackling this year because anybody that listened to our episode last week knows that my my game of the year was a VR game, was Lone Echo, and uh, I think you, you, you... uh, insinuated last week that I only did that <laughs> to prove you wrong yep. on this, but I didn't even remember you saying that. I really? Promise. I didn't. I didn't. I promise. I just I, find it oddly suspicious that your game of the year was a <laughs> VR game, and it's the same year you didn't finish Zelda, you didn't finish Mario, you didn't do a Destiny raid despite saying you would on several occasions. I think the deck was stacked against me. I think it was it was a magic deck. It was rigged. <laughs> Uh, I just, that one, that one was so, so sweet. Uh, <laughs> I promise you that I legitimately believe that Lone Echo is the best game I played all year. So, uh, please don't, don't, don't at me. Uh, but I, I promise you, it li- I did not do that just to <laughs> win a bet, <laughs> but it, uh, it did add some sweetness to, uh, to re-listening to that. Ah, so good. All right, Christian has another one. I, I, th- that was the end of my uh, bold predictions last year. Christian has another one. Here it is. A new Rocksteady game is shown, and it definitely involves a DC property. So that one is another one that may actually be true this year. But yeah, it, true last it year. hasn't happened yet. I still stand by it. Like I'm standing right next to that one still. It's, it's behind me in line. I still think that's coming true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you still think it's going to be a DC property game? Yeah, I do. I do. I really do. I'm not sure which one, um, but I think it, and I think we'll see it sooner rather than later. I'm hoping that they're just holding to do a Bethesda style, you know, release and launch a few months apart, but uh, I think that's still coming. Very interesting. Uh, well, that that is the end of our bold predictions, uh, but we did have crazy predictions. In fact, uh, Christian went crazy with the crazy predictions last year. Uh, he did way more than I did. So, Let's get to those. Let's start uh, with a Christian crazy prediction. One, 
quote, Scorpio-only game is announced in the first 12 months after the Scorpio launches. Scorpio, of course, was the name for Xbox One X before we knew what Xbox One X was. And uh, you thought we were going to get an exclusive that you would need to have the One X and it would take more advantage of that power than uh, the Xbox One. They seem to have stuck with their guns and kept with the uh, the idea that all the Xbox One family of, of consoles will be supported no matter what. I suspect this one actually may still come true. This may yeah, be- I still have time. I said 12 months, right? So I've still got you know another, what, seven months, whatever it is. Yeah. Could happen. You never, you never know. Uh, do also, you th- spoiler alert. I forgot I said that because I literally have that on my list for this year. I <laughs> <about. laughs> love it. I love it. Uh, well, you're nothing if not consistent. Uh, <laughs> it's just like all the same ones that didn't come true yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, it's called doubling down, man. You got to do it. Um, all right. So here is my first crazy prediction from last year. Nintendo Switch surprise launch title. Excite bike. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, I don't know where I got that idea from, but uh, it was not even remotely true. So whiff on that crazy prediction. Although good game though. Good franchise. Needs to come that, back. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Should, should have happened. Like an excite bike where you could like make your own levels and stuff. Yeah. Also just known as excite bike. They, they would still try to rebrand it though. Right. They'd be like, it's excite bike maker. Where you can make your own levels, trying to make us forget that that's what you could do in the original Excite Bite anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so here comes uh, the ones that, that uh, Christian has become famous for. During calendar year 2017, Nintendo announces a new handheld only system. <laughs> yeah, this is where, where I laugh and laugh. And then I know, year, me too. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so, it would be the most Nintendo thing to do. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're like our new it's not dead the switch is great you can take it anywhere but if you really want to take it anywhere <laughs> <laughs> this is where next year when i'm editing the, the episode and i go oh yeah pull out this part where i'm laughing like thinking how stupid an idea that is <laughs> and uh yeah that that happened it ha- it did happen well who what the that heck was it seemed like the most insane thing to predict uh and as you could tell from my reaction at the time. Um, so, Christian, you feel free to explain and gloat. Uh, Nintendo do what Nintendo do. Um, <laughs> the 3DS is way too popular of a console not to have that one. I think I said it on that episode, too. They always do that one final iteration, whatever it is, the GBA Mini, the Wii Mini. Um, they never did one for Wii U, but pretty much every other console and handheld they did, they do like one last thing to get the hardware out. So I was relying on that and sure enough they did they did the new 2ds right with like the clamshell 2ds design whoo i love you nintendo thank you thank you it's it's crazy to me that the more insane sounding your predictions the more likely they are to come true (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why that uh all right here's my second crazy prediction sony will announce a new controller for psvr and uh, well, by the way, that gun peripheral does not count next year. You cannot point to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. That doesn't count. 
I added that last bit in because I knew you were going to say that again yeah, this year. <laughs> you said it last year. I knew you were going to say it this year. So I was like, might as well just put it in. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and I admitted that uh, the gun peripheral uh, does not count, sadly. Um, this should have happened. This I really wish you were right. Yeah. needs to have happened. Uh, and hopefully maybe this will be one that actually happens in 2018. Uh, I'm I'm still holding out hope that the retrofitted move controllers get an update and maybe even some new camera that uh, is actually designed specifically for this purpose and does a little bit better job and makes tracking a little smoother and less problematic, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So that's a bummer. Uh, All right. Here is another one from Christian. Sony announces a new handheld also. <laughs> and it didn't. <laughs> That's going to be on my uh, prediction list every year, by the way. So just throwing that out there. Uh, you're still hoping for a new Vita, a, a second yeah, Vita? I am. I love my Switch. I love my Vita. I love my 3DS. I, I love. I love a good handheld, and I'd love. I'd love to see someone else play in that space, right? But I'd love Microsoft to enter it too. I know it makes no financial sense for most of these companies, but I, I love that. I love that kind of gaming. Yeah. Uh, here is, you know, uh, we, I patted myself on the back earlier in the show during bold predictions, talking about destiny and how I kind of almost got that right. Uh, here's me getting it real wrong. Uh, here's my crazy prediction on what destiny two is. It has more classes and they're more different. There's going to be like a full on healer class. It will be, there'll be classes that actually make a difference in how you interact with your team. And they have other things to do, like crafting. There'll be like a crafting system where you go through and there's ways to mine resources and and, uh, build things that you can sell to other players. So I got that wrong. I I really just wanted Destiny 2 to be an MMO, like full on, and uh, it wasn't. I I think you corrected me and said, no, it's going to be basically Destiny 1, but prettier and a little more stuff, but it's, you were right. And I was wrong on that one for sure. I would have liked that one to be right. I think Bungie would have liked you to have been right about that one right now. Cause that game can't catch a break. Uh, it seems like still. Yeah. Well, um, they're kind of, uh, stepping on their own toes on that one. Um, yeah, but, uh, still, you know, wrong, wrong. Uh, <laughs> Here is uh, another crazy one. Just just you. That's all of, all of my crazies. Here are the rest of your – we'll do the rest of your crazies here, including this one, which is crazy. Very credible PS5 specs hit the rumor circuit and are later proven accurate. Yep. <laughs> yep. They haven't been proven accurate yet, but we got some credible – I would consider them credible PS5 specs – um, started leaking out and uh, you know, I think it's exciting. I like stuff like that. So you're referring to uh, rumors that of what exactly? I forget when they came out, uh, but it was a couple of months ago and people were, you know, well, one, I want to back up and say that this just goes to show that if you throw enough crap at the wall, people <laughs> will start thinking that you're good at predictions because you only made a few predictions. You got a couple right and a couple wrong. I made a lot of predictions and got a lot wrong, but I got a couple right. Yeah. And then people give you a nickname like Spice Stradamus, which is fun. So 
That's gotta, the thing, dude. You you swing for the fences, and people don't remember the the misses; they remember the hits. Yeah, and right. I'm a home run hitter. You know, no one cares how many hitter. times I strike out. Um, it's exciting right. when I when I get a hit. Um, I forget when this was, but it was it was uh, several months ago now. But we started seeing things come out about what a proposed PS5 would be, and we also from Sony got confirmation this past year that they were going to continue with. Um, named iterations, right? Like they weren't planning to do a continuous upgrade cycle. And so, you know, those little bits together, I, I'm, I'm, I stand by that one. All right. Two more crazy ones from Christian, including this one. Destiny 2 comes out and is considered game of the year by many major outlets slash people in the press. So you nailed the release that it was actually coming out. I was a big uh, – I, I disagreed very strongly. I thought it was going to get delayed into 2018. So you nailed that. I don't know about the second part. That's debatable, I guess. Well, I didn't listen to it, but I think it did well in Giant Bombs, right? I think they – I know that they liked it all year. I imagine it did okay for them at the end of the year. It did well for me. Um, and I think it made top tens, top fives. I don't think it was a lot of outlets number ones. But I think it was a, a game that did better in that regard than the first game did. Um, you know, I don't know if I count that as an accurate prediction or not, but I think the the opinion, the general view that I had about the game was right in terms of it will please more critics than the first game did. Right. Very cool. Uh, and then this crazy prediction from last year as well. Um, I don't know if it happens this year, but Microsoft announces its own version of the PlayStation Experience Conference. I wish they would. It seems like I felt like at the time that wasn't that crazy. I felt like it was a pretty shrewd, actually, uh, move on their part and made a lot of sense. It, I hadn't thought about it. But when you brought it up, I was like, eh, I, I can definitely see that happening. And I'm surprised that they have not done. Well, then I think 2017 came and Microsoft was like, hey, we don't have any games. Yeah. And then they didn't have a conference yeah, to show. We can have games for a conference, I suppose. Like We could just all stand around and play PUBG. Uh, yeah. anybody No. And having just, you know, P- PSX still being recent, I, I would, I still like that. I like those fan conferences. I like BlizzCon. I like D23. Um, I like PSX. I think a Microsoft convention would be awesome. I think it'd be awesome. I agree. I would be down for that for sure. But, uh, so, uh, that is our, uh, our reckoning of stuff. I thought I had a couple more here. I mean, if you're just jo- joining us, or if you were driving, kind of zoned out for a little bit, just know that I nailed all of mine. Just <laughs> crushed them. Yeah. Jeff made some really stupid predictions. Uh, the only one he got right was him predicting he'd force a VR game to be his favorite of the year. And uh, now we're now you're caught up. Oh, here's here's the uh, here's where we talk about um, games that we thought would be game of the year in 2017 i would submit that the easy uh, no-brainer game of the year contenders for 2017 mass effect andromeda <laughs> dead redemption 2 zelda breath of the wild so one for three <laughs> one for three i got it. except not for you like it, it, the one game that came out you didn't like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean andromeda came out and was terrible <laughs> Uh, and, and, uh, yeah. Um, here's you though, Christian talking about Zelda and Zelda. I- I've talked about it on this show. I don't want to be the negative guy, but I-, I don't think it's doing much to be for me, for me personally. Really? It just I feels like more that. of the same, but in a bigger world that's filled with less stuff. So I think it was your number five game of the year, Christian. It's going to be 
So I was, I, I, I know on that clip I said for me, but I meant for you. I was saying for you, Jeff, <laughs> it wouldn't do much. For me, I'd love it, but for you, you wouldn't connect with it in the same way. That's, I don't know if you edited that part out. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, our ability slash inability to uh, know anything about anything. Um, and guess what? You have more to look forward to because at the end of this episode, we are going to do the same thing again. We're going to get bold and crazy with our predictions for 2018. And we're also going to put our uh, our money where our mouth is and try to predict game of the year in 2018. I think, I think it might be easier this year than last year. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what we come up with. So stay around for that. But in the meantime, I do want to thank our first sponsor, which is Casper. Uh, I slept so soundly last night on my Casper mattress. Uh, Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize the way people get mattresses and sleep comfortably through the night. And that's because they cut out the middleman. They allow you to get a mattress without having to go to a, a big old crazy store and try to figure out which mattress you want by laying on it for just a few minutes while a uh, you know, a, a pushy salesperson stands over you and waits for you to make your decision. That is not a fun experience. It's not some something anybody would want to spend their time doing. So with Casper, what you can do is get a mattress sent to you. And they have three different mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential. And they come in this really kind of impossibly small box. You don't, it seems like it shouldn't be possible to even send a mattress like that. And then you open the box uh, this is what I did. I opened the box and then it it like unfurls. It it presents itself to you in a magical way. Uh, and then you have a hundred nights to check it out. You have a hundred nights to sleep on the mattress before you have to even decide if you want it or not. So it, there's it's risk-free. They'll come back to your house and pick it up if you choose not to uh, keep it and refund your money. But that's how much they believe in their mattress. It's a hundred night risk-free sleep on it trial. and that is uh, pretty amazing. There, there's no reason not to try it because you're completely risk-free. And there are over 20,000 reviews of Casper mattresses with an average of 4.8 stars. This is on Amazon and Google and Casper's website. People love these mattresses, myself included. And Casper's not just a mattress company too. They, they offer a wide array of products to ensure overall better sleep. So check it out. Go to Casper dot com slash dlc and we're going to give you fifty dollars toward any mattress purchase when you go there and use promo code dlc so go to casper.com c-a-s-p-e-r.com slash dlc use promo code dlc when you check out and uh you'll understand that when you spend a third of your life sleeping you should be comfortable Check it out. Give yourself 100 nights to check it out. Give yourself $50 with that promo code DLC and support the show. Casper.com slash DLC. All right, it's time to look ahead now. We have looked back on our prowess at uh, predicting 2017. And now we're going to look ahead to 2018 and the things we know for sure are happening. The games we know are coming. And I, I no. want to just... just like just like we knew red dead was like i just want to you know pump those brakes sure well the things we expect or hope are things that uh known known quantities that may disappoint us release dates that have been tenuously given from 
company right. trying to appease their shareholders. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, we did talk a lot about Red Dead 2 <laughs> so last, last year. Um and uh, we we expect Red Dead 2 will actually hit this year, so that's a big one we can start with. Um, <laughs> <Not just kidding. laughs> that would be a bold prediction if it misses 2018. Wow, that would be that would be crazy. I don't I don't think I'm prepared to make that uh, prediction, but uh, I mean I think Red Dead 2 will is certainly one of the most anticipated games of the year. I actually asked um, the audience uh, over Twitter to come and hang out uh, at five by five dot. Uh, excuse me, at uh, 5x5dlc.reddit.com and post some of the games they're most excited about for the year and make predictions themselves. Really cool post over there if you want to go check it out. A lot of people mentioning a lot of the games we're about to bring up. Uh, but certainly Red Dead 2, I think, probably tops the list for both of us, right? Yeah, the only thing that has me a little nervous about Red Dead 2 is some of the information that's come out. I if it's from Rockstar themselves or if it's Take 2 talking about the... How, you know how well GTA Online has done for them and how they're going to look to implement that kind of microtransaction-y or whatever they've called it, um, living world or whatever it is, experience into Red Dead. And if it's a separate mode, the way GTA... Because for whatever reason, and maybe I didn't stick with it long enough, but GTA Online just did nothing for me. And yeah. GTA Five is such a behemoth of a game. Um, People love that online mode, though, man. They seem to. I mean, it, it's... Rockstar certainly does. Um, it's making a killing for them. And yeah, a lot of people playing it. They keep updating it. Um, but if anything could make me personally not enjoy Red Dead as much, it would be, you know, like some uh, iteration of that that kind of strikes me the wrong way. But hopefully it doesn't. If not, I mean, Red Dead, it's it's so easy to assume Red Dead 2 is going to be an incredible game, right? Because Red Dead 1 was amazing. One of the best games of, of that generation. And it's coming from a studio that has literally only made mega hits like, right. i mean i think gta yeah, not 5 just, not just hits mega hits you're absolutely yeah. right yeah i think gta 5 was still one of the best-selling games of this year or last like year every sorry. month every month it's in the top 10 yeah, yeah i mean it's insane it's four years old now i think yeah yeah so i, I think that's a very safe bet that that red dead 2 um unless the story doesn't like maybe critically people won't love the story as much if it is a prequel and it feels a little predictable i'm just trying to think of ways it could possibly be knocked down assuming technically it's you know, last year, one of us thought Mass Effect Andromeda would be a hit, but like, you know, so there's always, <laughs> yeah. there's always the unexpected, but I think that's a very safe, I think you'd go place a bet in Vegas and they would just say, yeah, no, like, or they, they would just take your money. And even if you're right, you'd go back next year and you'd be like, see, I said Red Dead 2 would win game of the year. And Vegas would go, you're right. Now give us two more dollars. Like you're still. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so any, so that of course, top of the list, I think for a lot of people, uh, any other game, I think. Both of us obviously are very excited for Spider-Man. We put it as our game of E3. Um, and and I think Spider-Man and God of War uh, are the big Sony games that I think are going to, uh, for me, are, are very high atop my most anticipated list. I assume you agree. Yeah, I, I think those are the big three. I think surprises that could kind of like... Uh, not quite a PUBG level of surprise, but like games we know about that could maybe come and just take over would be Sea of Thieves, which I have not said kind things about in the past. It doesn't look too promising to me, but if the atmosphere is right and people start having fun shenanigans and Twitch and streaming is so popular now, if it becomes a must watch, must play game, I could see maybe that game sneaking to the top of people's lists. I'm, then- I'm, I'm really starting to to get a feeling like I might love that game. Okay. I'm, really, I'm really coming around. It's it's kind of creeping up my anticipation level. People are talking about the beta being really fun. 
uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm turning a corner on Sea of Thieves, and I think I am ho- hopeful, very cautiously optimistic. And then my other two along the same lines are Dreams and Monster Hunter World. And World is soon, so maybe it won't because it comes out, like, what, in 20 days or something like that? Um, so maybe it won't have the staying power come end of year 2018 to still be beloved. That's another game, too, that everybody that's played it has really sung its praises. Um, and then Dreams... Well, that's the... I mean, that's the uh, the Resident Evil 7 position, right? Of, of yeah. Wow. came out in January. Nobody's going to remember it. A lot of people remembered it. Um, and a, there's a lot of anticipation for Monster Hunter World. I know that. Yeah, so maybe Capcom, that's what that's exactly why they positioned it there again, is come out at the beginning of the year, things are a little slow, um, and maybe they can have the whole year to iterate on it and keep building, maybe add some DLC or whatever expansions to it. And then Dreams, if, if I don't know how they sell that game, but I think that's another game too, where if people start making, if you can really kind of do anything in it, the way it's been described, I think you could, if things come out of that that are really incredible, um, I could see that game being a dark horse. But for me, if I had to bet right now, um, kind of like your VR prediction, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> from last year, like God of War seems like a really safe pick for um, being my favorite. I, that's also assuming yeah. Last of Us Two isn't this year, right? I mean, I'm so predictable, right? It's like, does a is, my flow chart is is a Naughty Dog game out? No. <laughs> uh, is a God of War game out? No. Uh, then I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's like, is there a third person action game filling the void left in those two franchises? Yeah. Uh, Those are my games. It's so funny. Um, over on the, on the subreddit also, uh, somebody, I shouldn't know who it is. I apologize for not being able to mention your name specifically, but somebody uh, mentioned, somebody put together a list of all of our top fives uh, since we've been doing this. And the game, the only games that we can seem to agree on enough to like make it our joint game of the year, our official DLC game of the year are the same kind of game every year. It's literally, it's literally Tomb Raider, Uncharted, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's like, Oh, it's the, it's the same game. That's the only, that's our only overlap in our venn diagram of enjoyment every year (laughs) funny but that makes Uh, for a good podcast though because we're bringing in a whole bunch of different types of games yeah no you're right um i totally agree with you about god of war i think god of war that's our one (laughs) yeah i mean i i I suspect i think if i had to make a prediction it would be that red dead 2 gets all of the plaudits gets all of the big awards and god of war is like my personal favorite game of the year Hmm. Uh, that's I, I feel like that's going to be like the uh, breath of the wild to uh, horizon relationship. You know, it's like the thing that will speak to me is God of War. And the thing that will be the big critical darling is Red Dead 2. It could be interesting to see how Red Dead the reactions to Red Dead in a post breath of the wild world. Um, yeah, I mean, no, that's true. Cause it really has changed what we expect from open world games. That's a really astute observation. I wonder if that will have an effect. I don't know. Yeah, like, are, can I go Rockstar anywhere? Games, are Rockstar Games immune to that? Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It'll be, I mean, Red it, Grand Theft Auto isn't a climb anywhere, go anywhere game, right? You don't, I can't climb this building. I can't go in this building. I can't access this. But with Red Dead appearing to be kind of out in the frontier again, out in the wilds, that was the biggest p- problem people had going Breath of the Wild to Horizon is all of a sudden in Horizon, you run to a cliff and you can't climb it. And you're just like, wait why I should be able to climb this right. and having that disconnect. And I wonder how that will maybe cause in red dead, you have cowboy boots on and that's, the, <laughs> that's <what you> can. <laughs> um, the other game that comes up over and over and over again from people is Anthem, 
which certainly got me all hot and bothered at E3 as well. I just don't think it's going to be a 2018 game. I just don't think it's going to... We'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody's got a bold prediction about that. I Yeah, I mean, if it does come out, I, I will be very, very excited, but I, I'm... I have my doubts. Uh, let's talk about some other games we know are coming out. Uh, Far, Far Cry 5. It keeps getting delayed, but not not by much. We know it'll be sort of first half of the year still. Um, you think Far Cry 5 is going to make a big splash? No, unfortunately. I, I don't know if it's going to be able... To... <sighs> I don't know if it's going to be able to handle the pre-hype that it had kind of going for it and, you know, how it's controversial in some regards. I, I I would love for it to be able to handle that kind of storyline well, but I'm I'm less optimistic. I, I mean, Wolfenstein 2 did it so well, but I, I every Far Cry so far, or I should say 3 and 4, th- there's not a lot of tact in how they handle their antagonist, right? And so I history would tell me not to expect it to suddenly do it well with this one. I'd love to be wrong, but that's my guess. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, other big question marks are uh, Crackdown 3. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, what is that game going to look like? I, I feel like the way that it got yanked after E3 and they said, nope, not coming out. I, I feel like it has to come back as a very big different very very big differences you know what i mean it has to has to i think look a lot better and be a little different than what they showed at e3 and i wonder how much back to the drawing board they went with it and i'm curious after the schlacking that um oh man we talked about it uh come on the open world game that we both like that everybody apparently oh, hated. Uh, yeah um <laughs> i literally just had it um it begins with an m agents of mayhem agents of mayhem yes um you know, that game took a beating, and I think that game showed better at E3 even than, than Crackdown did. And uh, I'm, I'm curious, you know, what Microsoft is thinking now based on that game's reception and, and what they're planning with Crackdown. Great point. Yeah, because it really did have that old school Crackdown vibe, and yet doesn't it, it didn't seem to uh, – I felt like a little anachronistic, you know, I felt like it, it didn't fit. Yeah. Uh, my big pick for sleeper game is Days Gone. I think that game, it's kind of gone a little radio silent. I know it got a lot of uh, Sony push, but it doesn't feel like it's in that top tier of Spider-Man and God of War. But I I think it's going to end up being a really, really excellent game. I hope so. It's another developer I've liked. They, you know, showed great pedigree in the handheld space and and have done um, good work before. It was interesting because PSX, they had a big experience you could like walk through hanging zombie bodies but there was nothing to see or play so i'm curious if maybe that game's having a hard time generating all of those um zombies on screen at the same time or or where they position it around last of us 2 maybe they wanted last of us 2 to have a little bit to breathe and then this game will come out as last of us becomes more more sure a 2019 game but yeah i'd love for you to be right there that that would be awesome uh, Jedi Snowman and Kaiser in the uh, in the chat are both bringing up State of Decay 2, which is Microsoft's exclusive answer to the zombie genre. I just am not interested in this at all. And I, I apologize. I know people love the first State of Decay, but it, it, this game does not look interesting to me. Of uh, that's interesting. I, I'm curious to see how it will do in a and again in a post PUBG world. I know it's not the same game, but 
I think if you were to force it into a genre, it would kind of be in that genre. I know State of Decay 2 is adding co-op, and that's kind of the big thing. So I think maybe if it does click and it resonates with people and it's stable when it launches, um, I think that game could could make waves with people. But I don't know um, if it will in the same way that a new thing does. I was talking um, with Cheapy when we were playing PUBG this, this week um, or this past week about how a lot of these games, like these hot games – kind of lose their following when they go into 1.0 because something new will come out in early access that, you know, dominates the conversation for a lot of streamers and becomes the must watch, must play game. So I'm curious to see in that regard, if PUBG can hold on to it or if something that seems a little more official, like state of decay, state of decay two, that is a sequel can really get that passion behind it. Or if people are waiting for that new unexpected thing, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, you have another, game you want to bring up i added it i just added it because I, I i thought of it earlier and people in the chat have been bringing it up too but it's soon also but dragon ball fighters z fighters fighter z yeah. that game looks beautiful and um I, i'm really excited to play it i don't think it'll have staying power with me because uh, i'm not good uh so <laughs> i don't know if i'll you know be sticking with it out of just playing it for fun jumping in here or there it doesn't look like it will have single player depth the way injustice 2 did but that game looks beautiful, and I, and I hope it kind of sets the fighting um, game world on fire because I would love to see more games going, at, you know, for a unique look and not just kind of following a Street Fighter mold. Yeah, I agree that that look and feel wise, it 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 feels like magic. I just don't have any connection to the IP, so it it's not really exciting to me. But I love the fact that it they achieved what they achieved visually. It's it's amazing to look like you're playing the cartoon. That's that's incredible. Yeah, and it's coming from such a, a studio that has such a great fighting game pedigree. It's not as if it's, oh, this game looks beautiful. Who's making it? Fighters for Kids or, you know, or some yeah, studio yeah, that you've yeah. never heard of. So. Totally. Um, do you think Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out this year? No. Right? <laughs> no? Uh, no. The, the safe bet has to be no, right? Well, it has the safe to... bet is always no when it comes to right. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. But um, it just feels like... It's got to come out someday, doesn't it? I mean, I think we'll get King, Kingdom Hearts 3.2 before we get Kingdom Hearts 3. 3.2 slash 7 divided by pi. Yeah. Man, I hope so. I uh, I don't know. The last time we saw it was, what, D23? We saw the Toy Story level. Yeah. So, I mean, they're working on it, maybe, but no. <laughs> That's such a bummer to me. Um, Kaiser in the Twitch chat just said he pre-ordered it in 2015. Oh my god, they've had his money for so long. I hope it comes out this year. If you had, a, if you had bought Bitcoin instead of pre-ordering Kingdom Hearts 3, you would have made like 10x your dollars. Even Ozzy saying he doubt he doubts it's coming this year, and I think he still sleeps with Kingdom Hearts 2 under his pillow. So yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, some some sequels that I know I'm excited for. Uh, the new Metro game, Exodus, I think it's called, and uh, Darksiders 3. I'm really excited for Darksiders 3. I hope that game is – it just knocks my socks off. I love what I've seen so far of it. Yeah, that was a bold prediction you made mid-year, and then they made it true like the next day or something. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm I'm much better making my predictions uh, not on our prediction episodes. <laughs> well, to be fair to us, we come out swinging. Like none of these are this. You know, are are we start with bold? We're not making safe predictions. No, we're, already, we're, no. we're being ludicrous. No, of course. Who, why waste your time with safe predictions? Yeah, boring. In fact, I read some some predictions uh, that people were making, and they were all super safe. Like 
Yeah, come on, buddies. Come on. Get bold or crazy. That's the only that's all we got time for. Or here. Cool Ranch. We also accept Cool Ranch yeah, Cool Ranch or uh Mountain Dew. Crispy. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> how about uh this is the one I, I I'm very curious to get your take on. The one big high profile switch game we know about for next year is Yoshi. It doesn't have an official title yet, but Yoshi's switch game. They've released uh, a pretty long trailer about it. It basically looks like they ripped off little big planet. <laughs> they Nintendo ified little big planet, um, which, you know, Hey, I'm all for like, like make little big planet with actually good jumping. I mean, I'm into it. Um, and I'm being real lame, but true. Uh, it's uh, this kind of paper craft aesthetic and you can keep flipping the world around, you, you know, the, you're on one side of the paper and you can jump to the other side. Looks cool. What do you, what do you think about Yoshi for the switch? I hope it's great. Um, I feel like the past Yoshi games, they've been fun, like yarn and stuff like that, but they've been a little simpler than um, some of the other franchises have seen. But also, it's hard to argue against Nintendo right now because they're knocking everything out of the park, right? So I have to, I have to assume it's going to be my game of the year or something. Or something. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. If, if past is precedent on Switch, it's like everything they touch turns to gold. But I don't know how much just a a sort of old school platformer has purchase in in our in our modern workaday lives, you know, <laughs> like Mario Odyssey certainly is not an old school platformer. It's very, it feels very fresh and interesting and different. And as much as that paper craft aesthetic and the flipping around the world is novel, I still think it's a, it's a pretty traditional looking simplistic uh, 2d platformer, you know, two and a half D I guess, but, but I mean, there's room for that still, right? I mean, those sure, are, sure. they've been making new super Mario brothers games for forever now. And if they found just a, a slightly new twist on that and you're getting a Nintendo level, like the best ever making makers of these 2d platformers, making one of the best ever, you know, if it's of that level, then it's going to be a pretty special game. Yeah, I guess that's true. And I certainly hope it is. Um, few more, I guess we can bring up that we know about. Mega Man 11 got announced just recently. Um, I'm not a big Mega Man fan. I, I think you have to be a mega fan of Mega Man to, you know, to, to be a, any fan at all. Like there's no halfway with Mega Man. Uh, and I, you know, I, I enjoy it from afar, but I, I'm not, I don't hate myself enough to love Mega Man, if you know what I mean. Um, are you, are you excited for Mega Man 11? I, I finished 9 and 10, so I guess I'm excited for 11. I'm curious to see how it plays. Um, the new art style looks interesting. You know, I think it is time that they did something with it and didn't just kind of keep doing that 8, 16-bit kind of aesthetic. But it really just depends on how tightly it, it moves and controls. But I think you and I joked about this when it happened. I mean, that game got announced and just was had to have been the death blow to every game that was trying to be Mega Man, right? I feel like yeah. last the last few years have been the hey, Capcom hates Mega Man, so we're making a Mega Man. We're kickstarting our own, you know, Mega Man like game. And then Capcom came out with a, a very competent looking Mega Man. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes the landscape, if at all, or if they've kind of missed the boat for, you know, them carrying their own flag. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, Nino Kuni two is one that was brought up by a lot of people in the subreddit. Um, I certainly am very excited for Nino Kuni two. It keeps getting delayed as well. I think it'll come out in 2018, but it, it certainly keeps getting delayed. Um, are you, are you a fan of that game or are there any other games you want to bring up? 
Uh, I think we kind of covered the big ones that, that I'm excited about right now. I, I always like being excited by things I don't know about. So yes. I'm hoping there are a few of those that come out over the course of the year. I think, um, uh, oh my God, the second time it's happened to me, this is clearly, I've been up for too long and already rose paraded. Um, Ori. Ori 2. I oh, hope Ori right. 2 is incredible. Um, I hope Below comes out. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, that game always looks incredible. I hope it comes out. I want to see more of that. Um, I hope that there are more awesome VR games that we don't know about. I hope I want to see those Marvel games. I want to see that Marvel VR game. Oh, yeah. I want to see the Eidos Marvel or Avengers game, whatever that is. I want to see the new Tomb Raider, but I'm not sure if any of those things are 2018. I want to see IO Interactive's next game now that they're kind of been cut free, whether it's another Hitman or not. Um, yeah, but I don't know. And I, and I really, really hope that respawn, whatever that if they put something out this year, that it doesn't get ruined by EA. Um, cause I love what they've done yeah, so far. It's, it's really going to be interesting to see if we see something from respawn this year, or if that's a little bit, it needs to bake a little longer. Um, but you know, and, and there, there's, there's all kinds of stuff in the oven that it feels like this year is one of those years where there's more, we don't know than what we do know. Uh, perhaps, but Red Dead certainly is that big game on the horizon. But uh, I feel like the end of the year, we don't know much about. Um, yeah, I want Microsoft games, right? Like, what is yeah, what is three four three doing? What is the coalition doing? Yeah. Um, are they working on any other games? Um, you know, I love my uh, Elite controller. I want to play more games with it. So I hope there's a lot of cool stuff coming out for the Xbox, also. Yeah, I got my. Uh, my one X all primed and ready. It's got so much hard drive space ready to be filled. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely hoping for that. Well, that's our most anticipated games of 2018. Um, hoping it, it seems like there's a lot of really good stuff to be looking forward to for sure. But like I said, I think, I think we're going to find out a lot over the next few months. And I think what you're going to see as far as trends go, uh, is more games being announced in odd times. I think you're going to see fewer games announced at E3. We're already seeing that, right? Games that get announced like two weeks before E3 or the week before E3 or the month before E3. You know how kind of how Destiny 2 did their like, we're going to talk about Destiny 2 the month before E3. Uh, I think fewer companies want to be lost in the shuffle at E3 and they, they'll use that more as a, a little bit deeper dive, but the big splash announcements will come at odder times at more unconventional times. And I think, I think we're going to see that a lot this year with games we didn't know existed uh, announced here and there. I like that. I'm on board. And then at, I'll just, you know, dovetail with uh battle Royale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> games announced at odd times, comma battle Royale. And then comma, they'll all have battle Royale mode. Is that what right? You mean? Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's a game. Marvel Avengers Battle Royale. Here's here's, a, here's Mega Man Eleven Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Have you played Anthem colon Battle Royale? <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Um, I know worse. It could be. There are worse things than that. But right, right. All right, uh, we need to move to our bold and crazy predictions. But first. We do need to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Gosh, I love Squarespace. I've been using it for so long. JeffCanada.com on Squarespace, built with Squarespace, conceived with Squarespace. And it is a, a service that I find universally applicable. If you have any reason to have a 
presence on the internet. Squarespace is useful to you. There is no, no version of a website that Squarespace isn't great for and makes it easy for you to create. You want to sell something online? Awesome. They make it super simple to sell products and services of all kinds with just easy drag and drop uh, utility. Do you need to promote your online business or your physical business? Build a website on Squarespace. You need to showcase your work, publish your blog, anything you need, even just temporary things like an upcoming event or special project. Use Squarespace. I always recommend it because it's so easy. It's all just drag and drop. What you see is what you get. You build it. It's beautiful. It's easy to update. You don't have to think about it. It has built-in SEO, which is search engine optimization, so that if you want people to get to your site, it's built in. You don't have to think about that kind of stuff. Analytics, a backend structure that help you grow your, your site, your business, free and secure hosting. And you never have to upgrade or patch anything. It's all handled for you. Plus, if you have any problems, great award-winning customer support 24-7. So make it yourself. Don't rely on others. Make yourself. It's so easy to create a website by yourself. And we're going to help. If you go to squarespace.com, you can build your site for free and check it out. And then once you're ready to purchase, all you got to do is use the promo code Jeff sent me, J-E-F-F-S-E-N-T-M-E, all one word, and you get 10% off. Plus, it lets them know that it was a good idea to support our show. Use that promo code Jeff sent me at squarespace.com and uh, build a website. It's, it's so easy to do. All right, Christian, the time has come. It is time to get bold. Our predictions for 2018, which will serve as fodder for the reckoning of next year. <laughs> Let us begin. Would you like to start with your first bold prediction for 2018? This is our last DLC ever. No, that's a horrible <laughs> prediction. Don't make that true. Oh, you just made me so sad. I come back next year just to be like, and told you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will go first. I, I have a lot. I'm, I'm following my pattern of last year of, you know, if you spray loud enough and far enough, people think you're right. Um, right. Okay. Yes. So and I will tell people between, between bold and bolder. Um, I, I have about four for Nintendo, four for Sony, four for Microsoft and then four for PC slash miscellaneous. So I kind of hit, hit all over the place, but I'll, that's I'll a lot of me editing next year. Sorry. Uh, message to my future self. I'm sorry. Uh, bold. We have an editor for this show by this. Uh, <laughs> I wish. So that is definitely not true. <laughs> I'm going to throw a, a caveat on the end of this and just say, announced instead of it releasing but i think we get some look and i don't uh, my bold prediction i should say is we get or see or hear something of an announcement of a revised switch hardware i did really well last year with my new handheld nintendo hardware so i'm gonna go out on a bold limb and say we get some look or image or picture or uh, comment from nintendo about switch 2.0 or switch 1.5 or something like that i think that actually makes a lot of sense what what would you i'm gonna push you a little bit what do you think a switch 2.0 looks like you think it's just a cosmetic upgrade or some new functionality i don't think it's new functionality i think if anything if there's a change in functionality it's actually a reduced functionality like it's the handheld only version or wow you know like joy cons don't come off or maybe just 
maybe joy cons it can still connect external joy cons if you want you know what i mean but like the ones <laughs> the, the switch that doesn't switch Right. Yeah. And it, and it's, you know, 200 bucks or 189 or I don't know, whatever. I don't, I don't know the price point, but they kind of just, I mean, dive into that. Their research shows that's how people play it most of the time. Anyway, they can make it for cheaper or maybe it's just a bundle without the dock and that knocks 50 bucks off the price. Um, Interesting. But I think there's something there. And, and if there is any revision that they, they make the kickstand actually useful. <laughs> like if it's an addition to, uh, to the hardware, that's what they do. Like it's called. It's called the switch with a usable kickstand. That's, uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd like that a lot. Actually. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's stay on Nintendo and I will do my first bold prediction for 2018. And this, this actually, I feel like might be more for 2019, but I'm going to say it anyway. The next Mario game is Mario Odyssey 2. Ooh. In the way that we got uh, Mario Galaxy 2. And that's why I think it's going to come sooner rather than later. We may only hear about it in 2018 and maybe for 2019, but we hear about a new Mario game, Mario Odyssey 2, and it's just more stuff in that same universe. It allows them to come out with a game quicker and because they're just, they've already established all of the stuff and they're just adding new levels basically. I mean, if you had finished Mario Odyssey, spoiler for people, very minor spoiler. Uh, if you had finished Mario Odyssey, you would know that that game already exists. It's just the back yeah. half of Mario Odyssey. Where well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> you finish it and they're like, hey, by the way, there's like 800 more levels out there for you to play. Um, I like that. I actually just, I, I have my own bold and bolder prediction, both Mario related. But I I said that Mario Galaxy, Mario Odyssey 2 coming out, uh, announced was in my I try not to say crazy just as personal thing uh if you hear me dance oh. around the word um, well that's that's unfortunate because I didn't I didn't know that now no, I know I, feel... I, I wasn't gonna say anything it doesn't matter um but I had that as as later I thought I, I'm I'm impressed that you're making that your bold prediction yeah I, that's well, ambitious that's how uh, crazy my crazy is gonna be okay well uh, so I'm on board I like that um, I would love that to be right because then I'll also be right later in the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your, what's your next bold prediction? I think we get Mario, Ma- Mario maker two on switch. I don't think they do a straight port. This is what makes it bold and not safe. I think much in the same way that splatoon, we got a splatoon two and not just a splatoon port. I think they look at Mario maker and instead of trying to just cram it on to the switch and not having two screens and this, that, and the other, they make some UI tweaks and they just go ahead and call it a numbered sequel. And I think we get it in this year in 2018. Interesting. All right. I would be down for that. I would love to have that on the touch, the multi-touch screen. I think that'd be cool. Uh, are, are we are we grouping these by? Are we sticking with Nintendo? Is that what we're doing? I'm done with it. I mean, I, I can move on to you know my zanier predictions now. But no, 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 no. no. Let's 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 group them by uh, bold and zany, uh, and then uh, and and we'll stick with bold. And I have another bold Nintendo. Okay. Uh, Metroid, which we know is coming, still won't be here in 2018. I think that's not even a bold prediction. I think that's just obvious. But they will tease. Metroid for 2019 by releasing Samus Returns on Switch. Ooh, I'd love that. That's such a great yeah. game. I would love that too, because then I would play that game. <laughs> uh, so I think that you you get a re-release of Samus Returns toward the end of the year, which is coupled with a tease of Metroid for 2019. Oh, I hope you're right. That'd be awesome. That'd be a great like uh, 
we're announcing it and it's out now. Yeah, exactly. Totally. That's what they would do. They would be like, here's the, you came for the trailer of Metroid. What you get is the thing that that ties you over. Yeah. The other Metroid. The Metroid you, you, you know, and not the Metroid you don't. (laughs) Right. Yeah. All right. What is your next bold prediction? Uh, So I have uh, no more Nintendos. Um, This, oh, I can't believe I'm putting this in bold. Um, Hmm. I think we get so I'm iterating on last year's. I think we get from Sony specs for their next console. <laughs> you're still you're still holding out for PS5 to be a thing, right? Well, you might notice the words I didn't use when right. I Right. You I'm think not, it's going there's a possibility of a pro style uh iterative upgrade. The less I say now, the more chances I have to be right later. Uh, <laughs> I think a thing will happen from Sony in 2018. Uh, I, I think they're going to want to take the throne back from the Xbox One X. And so I don't know if they'll call it like the PS4 Pro Plus um, or not. They've said that they're not going to keep iterating. So I think they will say a five. But I, I think I think they'll take a swing at it. I think I really think they will. I am I'm I really doubt that based on the fact that they're doing so well with PlayStation 4 and there's just no reason to move people I don't think they care about being the most powerful kid on the block as long as they're selling the most on the block and they are. So Yeah, well I, I mean I I think you can add that to everything we say like every after every prediction we make you could say ah <laughs> I don't know about that. Um but uh yeah. All right. Uh, here is my next bold prediction. Um, the unexpected hit of 2018. This may actually be a crazy prediction, <laughs> but I believe in it. The unexpected hit of 2018 that has people buzzing and came out of nowhere. Starlink Battle for Atlantis. Huh? Everybody, everybody thinks that Toys to Life games are dead. Everybody thinks that, you know... Disney Infinity's gone. Sky, nobody talks about Skylanders anymore. All these games are sort of leaving, but Starlink Battle for Atlantis is going to bring them back. It's going to be really good uh, as a game, and the toys themselves are way cooler. I played it at E3. I think this is going to be a a hit in 2018. All right, I just want to give you space there to let you really let you stew in that one for a little <laughs> maybe, bit. Maybe a crazy prediction instead of a bold one. Uh, I liked that game at E3, so um, but I, th- I think you're wrong about, about, it being, <laughs> about it being a hit. But uh, I liked that game, so I'd be okay with that. Um, you ready for a big swing here? Yeah, do it. Shenmue 3 gets a release date. Is it this year? Probably not, but I think they're coming out with a firm date. Like, not is just the date, a, Is the date going to be when it actually comes out, or is it just a date that they say and then change later? I, <laughs> I think the date is a date they think it will come out. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think Shenmue 3, like, we get, you know, if I expand on this, like, you know, playable, or at least it's shown someone playing it on a stage and it gets a release date and it's, it's a, a real game that's coming. I think it's still you know, looks like garbage and probably plays like garbage. <laughs> but it's like, you know, we see that. We see that Shenmue 3 progress. Okay. All right. So you think a, a, an actual calendar date, not like spring or anything. Right. It's like a date. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, listen to this one. 
Vicarious Visions next project is a Spyro the Dragon remaster in the in the realm of uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. So it's like all the uh, the Spyro the Dragon games, and it's announced at E3 as the big like mic droppy kind of fan servicey thing. I mean, sure, if Medieval was getting thrown around at PSX, I think Spyro, yeah, you know, and, and Skylanders is kind of dead, which used to be his old new franchise. Um, okay, I can get behind that. Yeah, I think that the success of the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, which was like, I don't think anybody saw it coming. I think that put a fire under their butts and Vicarious Visions, who did the Crash Bandicoot thing, I think they keep on trucking and they go to Spyro and it's like this big fan servicey thing. Yeah, sure. Do you think we get like a new Spyro off the heels of that? No, because I don't think we're, get, we're getting a new Crash. That's off I was, the, heels I was, of it either. the other thing they could, like Vicarious, could be working on is a new Crash. That's true. That's true. They could. Interesting. Okay, right, you're up. Um, Halo drops the numbering. So, oh, crazy! No bold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bold. bold. Uh, <laughs> or Cool Ranch. I'll accept Cool Ranch for that as well. Um, it's not Halo Six. It just goes to. I didn't notice this either, but apparently, Star Wars has dropped the numbering. Like, I guess Force Awakens and Last Jedi aren't episode. Yeah, um, in the logo, like the official logo, doesn't have the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Halo will move away from numbered sequels and just be Halo colon, you know, whatever. Yeah, so they're they're basically trying to do everything Star Wars is doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? Why not take a billion dollars? <laughs> I have a Halo uh, prediction as well. My bold prediction for Halo is that we will get Halo 6, but... Oh, no, only one of us can be right now. <laughs> yeah, no, the Halo 6 will be revealed. It won't be coming out this year at all, but it'll be revealed, and it will be a persistent world game, like Destiny. Oh, Anthem, Destiny route, huh? Yeah. So Bungie left the Halo franchise because they wanted to make a persistent world, yep. and Microsoft wanted a standard Halo, and now 343 makes Destiny? Yep. Yep. The dog caught its tail is what you're saying? Indeed, yes. Uroboros <laughs> in full effect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I mean, I'd play that game, right? Uh, oh, <laughs> I yeah. like Destiny. I'm sure I'd like Halo Destiny. Sounds cool. I think, I think yeah. Okay. Uh, bold. Microsoft purchases a studio like Ninja Theory or maybe even IO Interactive. I have the exact same prediction. Whoa. Microsoft acquires wrong. a high-profile AAA developer. And it turns them exclusive. Yeah. I, you actually named a couple of, but yeah, we, we have the same prediction. Yeah. I mean, they need games, right? They need games. They need games. They need developers to make games for only them. <laughs> and I think, I think Ninja Theory has shown that they can make an incredible air quote, triple a looking game on time under budget, um, with, um, just incredible tech <laughs> behind the games they make like show you know, show dro- uh, jaw dropping, uh, graphics and then io with their free, you know freedom however you want to phrase it um and hitman being the continued hit it was over the year and kept getting better and better and better i think i don't know if they're available or looking to sell but i think from microsoft standpoint would both be pretty appealing yeah i think that what does microsoft need developers to make exclusives what do they have cash on hand you put those two things together and it seems like a no-brainer to acquire somebody so yeah and I think IO owns Hitman and I'm pretty sure Ninja Theory owns Hellblade. So you're getting like franchises there as well. 
I um, guess, but I don't see Hellblade as a franchise. But I, I do think Ninja Theory would be a, a great developer to acquire. I, I, it'll be interesting to see if they make a move like that. But it's uh, cool that we both came to that conclusion. Uh, I have two more bolds. Do you have any other bolds? You want me I to do. Tell? Uh, I have two more as well. Yeah. Uh, so oh, this. No, okay. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm, I split hairs here. Um, Vive goes away. Or is purchased by Valve, so like that kind of still goes away. But I don't. I, I think the writing's on the wall a little bit for HTC, yeah. Um, which is a shame because they're doing some really cool stuff. I don't think the tech goes away per se, but I don't think we'll be buying the HTC Vive for the rest of this year. Well, they certainly have been selling off HTC things piecemeal, so that makes sense. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting. So you're saying the you think the Vive may go away completely? yeah i mean i hope not because i think it is the more even though it's the one i don't own i think it's the most interesting especially the way it's been iterated on over the years um with everything they've added to it but i i just don't see it as a a sustainable business for them even though it's selling better than oculus by all accounts but they have that facebook money and facebook is going to try to invest in the social aspect of of vr and i don't know what other angle um vive has going for it unfortunately interesting Interesting. Hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, I have uh, – here's a bold one. Bethesda announced – or Bethesda Game Studios, not the publisher, not just the publisher, the game studio. Bethesda Game Studios, the guys who make Fallout and Elder Scrolls. They announced a new game that is coming out this year, and it's not Elder Scrolls or Fallout. Ooh. But it's a big new IP. Okay. You've been kind of secretly rooting for that for a yes, while now i have you, you yes very much so and i if bethesda is gonna have their big uh event their big press conference at e3 first of all they've been positioning themselves to you know focus their e3 event on stuff that's coming out in the same year and we don't know anything they're working on we don't i mean we don't know anything bethesda's publishing really this year unless i'm not thinking of something I but mean, oblivion but go ahead <laughs> another version of oblivion uh, <laughs> whatever a new version of that to run on your ti-86 or you know, whatever <laughs> or skyrim uh, i don't think we're going to see a new elder scrolls yet i think it's way too early for that we've heard todd howard talk about how the studio has more projects in the pipeline than just fallout and uh elder scrolls so I think this is the year that you get a big new ip from them that's different and that's coming out this calendar year uh, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire for a little bit. Uh, name a genre. Where, what are we looking at? Steampunk, space. Where are we exploring? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't. I feel like I guess, I, you know, know, I guess Fallout's kind of steampunk, huh? like kind opt- of sort of. Optimistic space is a place that they're not really living in. So maybe it's optimistic space game instead of sort of pessimistic future uh, Fallout game. Uh, that certainly. But I'd love it to be. I'd love it to have a, a character that isn't just sort of stock, you know, stock sci-fi feel, you know, as much as Anthem looks really cool, it does feel a little stock sci-fi. I'd love, I'd love it to have more. I mean, that's what's one of the things that's so great about horizon zero dawn is that it just feels so fresh and interesting. Um, so I'm hoping that's kind of where the Bethesda game lives too. not, not that same aesthetic, but a, its own kind of unique aesthetic. Do you think we get, a new engine from them or is it still kind of 
they have to polish that turd. They keep polishing it. We have to be at the point now where the new Elder Scrolls and the new Fallout are both working on this new engine that I'm sh- I there has to be has to be because I I don't know what's more impressive that they haven't or what they can get out of that yeah crappy I mean it's it seems like such a piece of crap engine but every time they polish it up I'm like ah, that it's looks, not that crappy pretty good. it's just old <laughs> it's, impressive. it's impressive in terms yeah. of what it can do I think it's it's uh a mess uh in other ways though <laughs> uh yeah cool my last one um magic leap gets broad public demos via e3 or something like that and i just i think it continues to blow people away a few select gaming press people have had eyes on and i think that kind of the the a, vr i don't think it's dead i'm not putting a nail in vr's coffin but i think this is the year that ar starts to really march 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 people were blown away by hololens a few years ago and i think magic leap or whatever it ends up being called when it comes you know to a public version i think it's going to just rock people's socks i certainly am ready for that i i don't think that's a bad thing at all i would love magic leap to be all the things that they claim it is i have i'm a little skeptical because they seem to be promising the sun moon and stars but I would love that to be the case and I can't wait to get my face on with it because uh, I'm, I'm very obviously very excited about that tech. So I hope you're right. That sounds awesome. Those are all my bolds. All right. I got, I got one more bold uh, and that is, uh, where is it? Uh, oh yeah. The big switch fall game of 2018 is Pokemon. Ooh, that might be, that might be even bolder. Okay. That is a, it's the big, it's what, it's the Mario Odyssey for next year, right? It's that, that, that tentpole Nintendo release. It's a switch Pokemon that takes advantage of the power of the switch. Isn't just a port. It really feels like a big, bold, beautiful Pokemon console game that we've always wanted. So you think Pokemon's further along than Metroid, basically, I do. what you're saying? I do. Dude, what if we get Pokemon, like, in March and Metroid in October? Oh, We're not getting God. Metroid this year, dude. Shut up. I'm, I'm imagining still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think – I think we'd know about uh, Pokemon if it was coming in March. But you know, I think it's that fall – the fall big tentpole Nintendo game. Hmm. Uh, wow. Ooh, I think you're wrong, but I'd, I'd love, I'd love to be wrong on this one. I think that, that's what stinks about all your predictions so far is I don't think they're right, but I want them to be right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I, you know, I get on my little soapbox for a second and say that I, I did some looking around on the web of, uh, of predictions, um, from last year and some of the things, and there are these guys that predict and all of the predictions are so negative and so depressing and almost all of them didn't come true, but it was just like, oh, let's just put out negativity and garbage into the world. It's like they didn't even come true. It wasn't even accurate. So your negativity did nothing. It, it I don't know. It makes Got me Got them upset. clicks. Why not predict things that are exciting and you know, whatever? Anyway, that's just my general thing. All right. Oh, my last prediction. Jeff stops loving stuff. No. Why do you? Because <laughs> that, that's my example that? of that prediction. Oh, okay. Of a dark, depressing prediction. So we're moving on to uh, some sort of euphemism for crazy, right? Uh, Sure. 
yeah. bonkers, bonkers predictions, bold and bonkers. Actually, that's better. I like the maybe I, it, it's it's a mental health thing that doesn't we don't need to get into. But I uh, understand is bonkers yeah. a mental health? Problem? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, don't I'll, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm learning, and I'm always trying to be a better person. I'll just put it that way. All right, so. bold and what what would be a good bold and uh, cool ranch? Bold and cool ranch. Okay, let's get to our cool ranch picks, <laughs> sponsored by Jeff Keeley. Yeah. Uh, so you got a you got a cool ranch for me? Metroid this year. That's cool. That's as cool ranch as it gets. Metroid this year. Metroid that's Switch this. Year. I mean, it's. I'm I'm swimming in it, you know. Yeah, you're swimming in the cool ranch. Uh, I would love for that to be true. If if so, I feel worried about that game. <laughs> if they slapped it together that quick, like they didn't even have a logo to show us. <laughs> no, that was it. That was actually the logo. Uh, the graphic design firm that worked on it spent years on that logo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eh, I, well, you joke, but that was Destiny 2's logo. It was just a two, like a, a Times New Roman two. <laughs> I'm ready for a new Metroid for sure, a new Metroid Prime uh, in particular. But uh, I love how in opposition that is to my prediction. So only one of us can be right or both of us can be wrong. So we'll (laughs) we'll see. (laughs) Um, That was a very cool ranch. Okay. My first uh, cool ranch is – this is super cool ranch, dude. This is as cool ranch as it gets. Valve releases a new game in 2018. And it's a brand new IP. Is it that game they've already announced? Did they announce a game? Did they announce that mobile game? At no, uh, no, 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 not a mobile game. Not a mobile game. Like a full-on big, like a Left for Dead quality uh, game. So not that iOS bridge game. That's actually pretty. That's well not written. even. I don't think it's them. I think that's licensed. The Portal right, game is. is licensed. Yeah, bridge like constructor or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's not them. So it might be a Left 4 Dead game. It might be a VR game, but it's a big. So they buy they buy Vive, <laughs> as I predicted, and then they bundle that with their own game. Oh yeah, somebody a Mighty Sandwich in the Twit is saying in the Twit in the Twit in the Twitch is saying uh, uh, that they announced a card game. Not that, not that they announced a card game. Yes, the Dota card game. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. Some people, it, when Jeff says Valve, uh, to quote a, a friend, you might, I might say, you know, Valve, the company you know from not releasing Half-Life 3. That, that's the company you're talking about? The, yeah. the company that people don't even think of as a game publisher anymore? That, right. Just to be clear, that's the company you're talking about? Yes, they publish a game and it's not that card, that Dota card game. It's a, I mean, they also do that, but yeah. Cool Ranch. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so I already teased this one, and you may, you had it as a bold, but I think Super Mario Odyssey 2 gets announced. I thought that was a little little zestier than just bold because, um, you know, I, I think Odyssey was in the works for a long time, but my reasoning behind it is the same as yours. I think it's that Galaxy, Galaxy 2 style of thing. Um, so it loses a little bit of its pizzazz, but I'll, 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 I'll uh, dovetail right into one I keep making, Vita 2. <laughs> Vita <laughs> two. If, it, if at first you don't get it right, just keep predicting it every year. Yep, Vita two, uh, whatever they call it, new handheld from Sony. Come on, look right. at this. Look at the success of the Switch. Come on, I love it. I want that to be the case. I want it just for you, just so you'll stop predicting it. <laughs> It'll That's be like, like Vita three, maybe. That was like me predicting that it was going to be the year of VR three years in a row. <laughs> you still haven't got that one right either. So <laughs> sick bird. Uh, all right, ready for this one? Cool Ranch style. 
Yeah. Nintendo does not announce the N64 Classic Mini, but instead does announce Virtual Console on Switch. Huh? Yeah. But they have the logo and stuff. They've already leaked the the trademark and the logo. No, that was I mean, we don't know that that's the logo. We we know that they trademarked a symbol that some people are interpreting as being that. And that's why this is cool, Ranch. I just You don't think we get both? You don't think the I think it might be even ranchier to think that we get both. Maybe. Maybe we get both. I think they don't do N64 Classic Mini. I think they just do uh, they just do Virtual Console. I'm not sure which one hurts my wallet more, so I'm not sure which one I want to be <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Uh, I see your cool ranch, and I, and I raise you um, even ranchier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Death Stranding... Shows a live gameplay <laughs> demo. <laughs> Dude, well, technically, they said they did. <laughs> they I mean, that like was play that underwater part was playable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like holding a controller, like the guy at least pantomimes it. You know what I mean? Like, uh... <laughs> all right. So you're saying that a series of of sham <laughs> pantomimes lead us to believe that it? No, I, I'm being unfair. Uh, that is pretty cool, Ranch, though. Yeah. All right. What kind of game do you think it is? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just in-game content from Metal Gear Solid Five. Still, like, <laughs> yeah. The end of Death Stranding is just that Kojima's been working for Konami this whole time, still, and you're just like, whoa! And it, it just turns into uh, PT all of a sudden. Like, you end Death Stranding and open. Oh my gosh! Could you imagine if that's how the if that's how Death Stranding ends, and it's just Norman uh, turning into opening a door and going down to hallway? <laughs> <laughs> it's playable it's playable alright this is my last uh, Cool Ranch alright okay. we do see the new Rocksteady game okay and it is not single player like it can't be played single player or no, it's I think also you multiplayer I mean, you can, but it is not meant to be played single player it is not a not a single player game like they have made all, every time Huh. Okay. So you're looking at Justice League, Teen Titans, Suicide yeah, I mean, Squad. It, it might, I don't even know if it's going to be. I, I I almost said it wouldn't even be a DC property. That it'll be some some IP of their own. But I think it will be a non single player game in the way that all these games are going, which is sort of like you know, uh, play with your friends, have a persistent character. You can play single player a little bit, but it's a online world where everybody hangs out hmm. yeah okay i don't know if we'll see that this year then but okay no i think we just get an announcement of it uh okay. we get an announcement of it and we and it is not a single player game interesting well, I, okay cool um I, I i'd like to see that so that's a fun. little uh, cool ranchy right yeah no it is especially from them especially from them um they've done the open world but nothing that i mean they've, they've had multiple playable characters but they never let you do co-op before so that'd be pretty great Okay, uh, I have one, two, three, four more. We'll just oh, run through man, it. Ready? Do it. Coalition announces a new IP, so I'd imply I'm implying their next game isn't Gears Six or whatever it is. Like they're, I know they are the Gear Studio, but they're doing something different. And I think we get that, an announcement of that this year. I don't think we'll see it for a while, but I think that's their next thing. Is is not Gears of War? All right. Um, uh, <laughs> following last year's, um. 
I still think that Microsoft announces a game or feature that's exclusive to the X. I think okay. I, I, I think it's ridiculous for them not to. That thing is so powerful. And for them to make every game that I can still play on my piece of crap OG Xbox One, right? Like, come on. It's an odd choice. Uh, I don't think 4K is enough of a big deal to justify the amount of power. I'm. I still want to double down. If if you're doubling down on last year predictions, I, I want to double down on on us both predicting that it would support VR. Like they're gonna maybe they're those Xbox uh, headsets or not Xbox. Excuse me, those uh, Microsoft headsets. Um, but I think at some point they gotta embrace VR. There's just so much power in that box, man. Maybe that's the thing, and I'll say we both get it right. Like VR is available only on the X. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'd be on board with that. Um, and this next one is kind of the same thing as the the first one. I'm just trying to think of ways. A lot of these have been like ways for Microsoft to kind of jumpstart things this generation. So that was included um, buying a studio, doing something exclusive with the X. And I think, and I know that they make money from Windows licenses and stuff, but I think Play Anywhere goes away this year as a, mm-hmm. as a cool ranch prediction because they want to move Xboxes and not just people go, well, I can play it on PC. Right. Uh, and then kind of complaining about the PC port not being great. Uh, and the last one, my last one, Jeff, I, I teased it earlier. This is the coolest, ranchiest prediction I have. Anthem isn't hot garbage. Well, that implies that it comes out this year. It comes out this year and is good. Wow. Okay. I hope you're right. I want you to be more right about that than anything I've ever wanted you to be right about. I hope I'm right also. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be amazing. I just don't think it's going to come out in 2018. I mean, if I'm being truthful with myself, I don't think either of those, I don't think it's going to be amazing and I don't well, think it's going to come out this year, but you just, I, I you're, you have, you have negative feelings based on EA because it's, it's Bioware, dude. Uh, based on EA, based on Andromeda, based oh, on. All right. Fair enough. You know, what EA has said they want to achieve with their games going forward which of course ea flip-flops on very quickly so i'm hoping that if i'm being as optimistic as possible you know this year was a kick in the pants for ea and there's still time to save anthem and have it not be um a microtransaction mess and and destiny's suffering the same thing right like i hope i hope that companies are looking at that and not thinking hey at least they're making money instead they're thinking let's make a good game that doesn't anger our hardcore player base wow uh, I, I would love Anthem to come out this year and I would love it to be amazing. I'm certainly, it, it is, if, if we assume it is coming out this year, I think it is my most anticipated game period. Uh, even as much as I'm excited for Spider-Man and God of War, uh, and Red Dead, I, that trailer of Anthem is exactly the kind of game that I love playing with my buddies, um, that I wished destiny was for me and it just never coalesced into that yeah um and and it, it just is is a world that seemed like a world i want to be in it felt like it was dynamic and interesting and full of surprises and exploration i i gosh man i want your prediction to be right for sure so do you think in in a realistic prediction do you think we see live gameplay at e3 and like a 2019 date shoved on it or do you think we don't even see anything this year from it? I think we see stuff at E3. It, it made too big of a splash for them not to mention it. I think it is a it'll be a big prominent game at E3 for EA's press conference, but they won't mention that it's not coming out this year. It just won't be mm-hmm. coming out this year. <laughs> you know. What does EA do this year? 
Madden and FIFA. <laughs> I mean, makes FIFA makes enough money for them, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to just, uh, to just keep happening, and, keep and, trucking. Uh, more Star Wars downloadable content. Um, a battlefield, I guess. I guess we could see a battlefield. Sure. Um, sure. That'll probably be their big game. Oh, and, and there'll be a, you know, um, we heard a rumor. I, I reported it on newest, latest, best about, um, a new, oh, what was that game called? Um, bad company. Oh, that'd be fun. Battlefield bad company three. So I think we'll get that game. Yeah. Okay. I hope it's Which, good. I, I prefer the bad company games. I really dug ba- bad company too. I thought that game was great. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to see that. All right. Well, there we are. We've laid it on the table and primed ourselves for the reckoning that will come at next year at this time. So same bat station, same bat time next year. Um, stay, stay with us throughout though, because we've got a, a big 2018 coming at you with lots more, Lots more uh, topics, lots more guests, lots more discussion of the hobby we all love. Christian, it has been such a fun 2017 with you. It's been such a fun four years of doing this show, man. Thank you so much for being with me. No, I, I thank you. I remember our first walk uh, around the block talking about it uh, all those years ago, and I was excited then, and I'm, I'm excited now. I look forward to whether it be Sunday or Monday, whenever we record this show, it's always one of the highlights highlights of the week, even if... Uh, you know, other things have been bad in the week. It's always fun to, to talk games with you. So thank you, sir. And thank you for everybody for listening and uh, and hanging out with us each week. It really, really means a lot. It really does. Yeah, I will underline that and say uh, we wouldn't be here without you guys. It's awesome that you hang out and watch us live as we record and hang out in the chat on Christian's Twitch and on my caffeine station. Uh, that means a lot to us as well. Your interaction in the uh, on the subreddit and your and your emails and just downloading the show and listening and recommending it to friends or giving us good reviews, all of that stuff is appreciated very very much. It's awesome to have such a really cool community that has stuck around with us for four years. If you've been watching listening for four years, uh, thank you. And if you're new, welcome. And I hope you stick around for four more. All right, Christian, do you have anything you want to plug uh, as as we start 2018? If you're in LA, I have a show at Flappers on the 10th in Burbank, a show at the Hollywood Improv on the 7th at 9.30. Those are very soon upcoming LA shows. And then starting in 2018, my podcast, at least 20 more minutes, I'm going to start putting it out for free on the Uninformed Opinions podcast feed, where if Stuart and I do an episode, it'll still come out there, but that feed is largely dormant. So I'm going to post it. Uh, ALTMM will go free there on Fridays. And it's still 100% Patreon supported. So don't be ads or anything like that. And it will go, it goes out to patrons on Tuesday. And any and all bonus episodes will only be on the Patreon feed as well. But you can find all that information at patreon.com slash Christian Spicer. And then lastly, I'm off social media still for the month of January. So if you want to get in touch with me, christian.spicer at gmail.com. I've had some really great emails. And uh, it's a great way. If you want to send me an email, I will read it and reply. And we can keep the conversation going jeff what about you what do you have concerns about are you doing anything fun for the new year chugging along that show's been so good for so long i feel like you guys must do you ever like accidentally go into the same like an improv bit and then you're like wait we've done this (laughs) oh no 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 uh, the only problem with that is is having uh stories that we maybe hit on before where it's like did we talk about this i don't remember did we even talk about this before (laughs) that's uh, did we just talk about this in passing uh that has been a problem when you have uh, over 500 episodes as we have uh now 
But I appreciate you saying that. Uh, I'm proud of that show very much. You can find it at weHaveConcerns.com. Um, also, thank you to everybody that has said kind words about the Hulu show. I have a Hulu show all about esports called Defining Moments uh, that just premiered at the beginning of December. I think all, maybe all six episodes are out at this point. We, we only did six of them, but I'm hoping we get to do more. And the way we get to do more is if you guys uh, check it out and like it. So um, I urge you, if you subscribe to Hulu, just give it a shot. Check it out. It's kind of like ESPN's 30 for 30, but for video games, for esports. And uh, I think the shows are really fun and and informative, too. You learn about some of the cool moments from esports, the defining moments, in fact. So you can find that by searching for defining moments on Hulu. I also have a daily uh, video game podcast, daily. Uh, that means every single day. And I literally have not stopped uh, a, a single day. There's not a single day that hasn't put out content, including Christmas Day and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. It's exhausting, but I'm doing it. Sounds it. like you're scratching marks in your prison cell. <laughs> yeah, it's not It's not easy, but it's been so much fun talking. In the last two weeks, basically every episode has been people submitting their top three games of the year, and we've been talking about those. So uh, give it a shot. It's called Newest, Latest, Best. It's available anywhere you get podcasts, or you can find it at anchor.fm slash NLB for Newest, Latest, Best. Also, the Slash Filmcast we just recorded this morning. At 8 a.m. on New Year's Day, because that's the kind of people we are, we recorded a three-hour show with our top tens uh, movies of the year. So plenty of ways to listen to me if you're into it. I appreciate all of your support. Here's to a happy and positive 2018. Uh, thank you, guys. We'll, we'll be back next week as we are. Until then, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place. <laughs>